well. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guys, Mojo, Mutati, Lucas, Widman, fellas. Uh, we broke a big story over the weekend. Uh, Jimmy Graham, the uh, longtime NFL star, a guy who did not play last year, looking to make a comeback. Uh, this guy has had a Hall of Fame career, was uh, one of the best tight ends of uh, this generation. But Lucas, and I know this is a story that you were working on over the weekend and that you really broke, uh, Jimmy Graham was actually arrested in Southern California as his Saints team was in town to play the Los Angeles Chargers yesterday. What happened, Lucas, Friday night? So cops were called to a Newport Beach resort around 7.30 on Friday night um, when someone reported a person behaving erratically. Now, we actually obtained video uh, prior to cops arriving where you can see Jimmy Graham running away from hotel security. That's now, Jimmy Graham running? Yes. Now, oh. actually, witnesses on the scene tell us that Jimmy was hiding in bushes trying to evade uh, hotel security. And when cops arrived, they actually say that they saw Jimmy Graham wandering in traffic. So when they went up to him, they approached him and they uh, suspected that he was under the influence of a controlled substance. They uh, tried to arrest him, but he resisted. But finally they were able to um, actually take him into custody and they booked him for suspicion of being under the influence of a controlled substance and also for resisting. So uh, the team actually released a statement on this and they say that this is a result of a medical episode and that after he was released from custody, he was taken to a near by hospital and they suspect that he suffered a seizure as a result of everything that happened so um, they believe that he became disoriented and that kind of explains why this all happened uh, I mean this one I feel like is just about as bizarre as it gets I mean we're talking about Jimmy Graham who plays for the Saints who is in LA for, for that game that he did not play in, but the team is nowhere in sight and he is by himself out in traffic in the streets of LA. How that happened, I don't know. I mean, that, that could have been some sort of mental medical episode. I mean, this doesn't seem like the behavior of someone that went off and found drugs or alcohol and was partying while the team was away. I mean, this is a very interesting one. Look, I played college football. I played pro football in college. Your team hotel is like Fort Knox. You are not allowed to leave the site of the team officials or security at any point. There's no leaving the hotel to go get a bite of food. You're under very, very close supervision at all times. In the pros, they lighten this a bit. If you got friends or family in town or that live there, you're allowed to go out and see them and, and leave the hotel, but only for a certain time. How he got this much time away from the team and ended up this banged up in shape of that kind. This could have been just about anything, but it is a very scary situation. I would venture to say that he, this would not have been drug or alcohol related. So as you know, strange as it might seem that this could have been a mental episode, it is the thing that makes the most amount of sense. Mojo, I think that's all interesting. The team, uh, like you said, they're trying to figure out what exactly happened here. And as a matter of a fact, uh, Dennis Allen, the uh, team's head football coach, uh, was obviously asked about the Jimmy Graham incident over the weekend, and here's what he had to say. Can you just update where things stand with Jimmy? 
yeah, look, Jimmy's with us. Um, you know, he's he's uh, he's healthy. Um, he'll have some more uh, testing to, to go on. Um, but, you know, look, he's a little shook up, but yet uh, overall, you know, he's doing okay. Now, cops are still investigating the incident, and we will be getting more information as this all unfolds. All right, Mojo, moving on to Giannis Antetokounmpo, the uh, Greek freak, uh, obviously, is um, he may be the best basketball player in the world. Would he go play basketball, not in Milwaukee, Mojo, not even in the NBA? Would he play in Saudi Arabia? That's the question. We actually ran into the Greek freak in Los Angeles late last week, and that's the question we asked him. Now, before we hear from Giannis, um, there has obviously been a real concerted effort in Saudi Arabia with their almost endless funds, the endless money, to go after some of the biggest athlete superstars in the world. Uh, we're talking about guys like Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar, of course, the live golf guys, including Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, and a uh, bunch of other big uh, golf stars. Uh, of course, uh, Kylian Mbappe uh, was offered $776 million to play for Al-Halal, the Saudi Arabian uh, soccer team. So the money, the checks are massive. We asked Giannis, hey, Giannis, would you leave the NBA and go across the pond to Saudi Arabia? Here's what he said. I wanted to ask you if you would consider after your NBA career taking the bag and playing in Saudi Arabia <laughs> after your NBA career. Of course. Yeah? <laughs> How much money would it take, or just depends on? A lot of money, baby. Yeah? Saudi, we on the way, baby. Okay. <laughs> hey, bro. Appreciate hey. you guys. We just don't hey. London, bro. If, what up, man? If the NBA can work out maybe like a, a trade between the NBA and the Saudi Arabian League, I'm there. Yeah, okay. I'm there. I hear you. Money. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate you. Money talks. Money talks. Yes, sir. Babcock, not only did he say, of course, he stopped dead in his tracks, U-turned, and walked right up to the camera in order to say it. So, yes, that is a very definitive statement that absolutely Giannis would go play for Saudi Arabia. And at this point, there are very few players on the planet that wouldn't because there are very few players on the planet that have Tiger Woods kind of money that can turn down hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars with a B, because that's what some guys are making to go over to Saudi now. I mean, Saudi has been buying up leagues and athletes. I mean, shoot, WWE, they have their 10-year contract with Saudi Arabia, which is maybe the biggest contract that they've ever had there. But then you've got golf, you got soccer. I mean, you name it, the Saudis are coming in strong. Of course, in the States, there are some, um, you know, that feel that there's a negative connotation that comes with going to Saudi. I think as the years go on, it's going to be hard to deny all that money that they have over there. And I think the floodgates are just going to continue to open. And I think that's going to be a bit lesser of an issue but man my goodness it's uh it's it's gone to basketball now and i can tell you i, I don't see an adam silver meme <laughs> recreating here about you gotta learn to speak chinese because if he said you gotta learn to speak arabic trust me people probably would start learning it the jazz 
shot late in round one was to get a feel for what it might be like early round two. Sterling on it. That was the new champion, Mojo. That was Sugar Sean O'Malley with an, what, just an absolutely beautiful strike right to the then champion, Aljamain Sterling's face. Dropped him. Aljo did. I mean, just beautiful, beautiful punch, Mojo. Powerful. Ooh. Aljo obviously right down to the canvas. Now, Aljo, uh, like a champion, he fought. Some people think the stoppage was early, but it was just an incredible, incredible uh, shot by Sugar Sean O'Malley, who has now uh, become an absolute superstar, Mojo. I got to give you credit, Mojo. You called this. I thought Aljo was going to win the fight. You absolutely nailed it, Mojo. So two in a row for, uh, for you, Mojo. Uh, after the fight, Sean O'Malley, obviously, like these guys are always asked, who is next? And he's got a, uh, a UFC fighter in mind, uh, a wrong that he wants to right from the past. He's also got uh, a boxing superstar on the tip of his mind. Take a look. Pretty much called you shot next, right? You want a rematch with Cheetah Vera and later this year? Yeah, I thought, you know, let's shoot a promo, but we'll see. I just, he, he, just the way he acts, he's so annoying. Just like he's not funny and he tries to be he's so ugly, dresses like an idiot. It's like, God, do I really have to give this guy an opportunity? But I'm like, well, I'll probably just go out there and whoop his ass, make a lot of money so I could. Um... So, yeah, that, that could be it. I also w wouldn't mind knocking out Gervonta Davis, and I know people are going to go, oh, you want to be Connor. I'm telling you, that fight is going to happen. Boxing, we're talking about your oh, of course. You want to you cross over and, and box him? I would love to. He's yeah. this tall, dude. I would love to go out there and box him. All right. We got a... We got a UFC option and we got a boxing <laughs> option. Uh, oh man, I, I hope it's a UFC fight next. I mean, now we're living in this age of super fights and it seems to be the only fights that the UFC fighters want to take now. Now, before I talk about it, I'm going to say point blank, I don't blame them one bit. That is where the money is. The second you can get your hands on one of those super fights against a boxer, you probably should take it. I mean, that is a fight that might pay you what 10 UFC title defenses might, you know, like it's just Very so possible. much more money. So take them when you can get them. But for the sake of the sport, for, for MMA, for, for the UFC individually, you got to stop seeing your champions run and fly the coop so quickly. You want to see them win a title and have their super fights happen within the octagon for there to be other competitors that can sell tickets, that can promote a fight, that can create some very intriguing dialogue and back and forth that makes you want to keep your business within the octagon. Uh, again, Sugar, look, a lot of crossover appeal here. Just came off the fight of his life, but I would like to see him take a UFC fight first. I mean, that would be his first title of defense before he goes out right. and does the super fight later, of course. He risks losing that title pretty quick, and then that super fight opportunity would naturally 
probably go away. I understand where he's coming from, but I got to hope we get the fight inside the octagon. Yeah, I, I hear you, Mojo. Him and Cheeto Vera, they have unfinished business. Obviously, Cheeto beat Sean O'Malley, the only guy to ever beat him uh, in, in an MMA fight. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I'll also say this. Uh, MMA and, and boxing are different sports. We've seen what happens. Tank Davis is the as at the absolute height of his power right now. And I, I don't Tank Davis is short. He's 5'5". O'Malley's 5'11". Height matters in, in boxing. Uh, it's an advantage. I don't see any way ever in any circumstance where Sean O'Malley, as great as his striking is, where he could beat Tank Davis in a boxing match. Tank Davis is an incredible, incredible boxer. And Sean O'Malley is the greatest 135-pound MMA fighter in the world. But he's not a boxer. You tell me these guys meet in the street, I'm taking Sean O'Malley 11 days out of 10. But if they box, Sean O'Malley's not beating Tank Davis. So let's see the Cheeto Vera fight. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, Sharif O'Neal, Shaq's son, who happens to be close friends with Ronnie James, LeBron's son, giving us an update on his close friend's health after he suffered that cardiac arrest last month. Could Ronnie actually make a return to the hardwood? Sharif's going to tell us next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, 18-year-old Bronny James, I think by most accounts, by all accounts really, doing well after suffering that, that terrible medical emergency last month. I mean, went into cardiac arrest. Thankfully, the, uh, the medical folks at USC actually saved Bronny's life. And we've seen him out. We've seen him out to dinner, Mojo, uh, in light of the medical emergency. And we saw him once again over the weekend. Uh, it was uh, LeBron James bobblehead night at, uh, at Dodger Stadium. There, there it is. Um, and of course, Bronny James was uh, was there with Dad to uh, to watch the ball game. Mojo, so we we think Bronny is doing okay. But the question is, what does his athletic future look like? Does he have an athletic future anymore, or does he have to stop playing basketball because uh, of his heart? Well, we ran into Mojo, not just somebody who is uh, really close friends with Bronny James in Sharif O'Neal, of course, Shaq's son, uh, but also somebody who had his own heart condition that had a huge effect on his athletic career. We asked Sharif O'Neal, hey, how's Bronny doing and what's this mean for his, his, uh, his NBA career in the future? Here's Sharif. Hey, just wondering if you've talked to Bronny at all recently. Yes, he's good. He's good? Yes, sir. 
Do you think he's going to be all right? you think this is going to affect his chances of playing in the big leagues? No, not at all, actually. I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll affect anything. Tomojo is short and sweet, but he says, no, not at all. I don't think it'll affect him. And you've got to imagine that Bronny and Sharif have had conversations about this. And I think that's a good sign, especially Bronny wants to play basketball in the NBA. And you don't want to see a kid have his dream ruined because of a medical condition that uh, that, that was no fault of his own. So I, I think this is a good sign. Oh, absolutely. That would have been horrible if from your jump right into college, uh, the, an injury happened that ends your career right from this. That would have been awful. And that's just looking like it's not going to be the case. It looks like we had a somewhat of a freak isolated incident. Yeah. And that's going to be put to bed now, obviously talking about Sharif O'Neal, someone who has experience with these kind of uh, injuries, who has some knowledge here, uh, you know, probably even more than you and I, since he went through this uh, firsthand. If he's saying that his good buddy's going to be okay and he's not even worried about it, you know, I, I think you can almost take that to the bank. It's usually those closest to you that have the most fears and concerns right. for your future, the most hesitation to send you back out there. And if you're talking about one of Bronny's best friends, uh, that's a that's a good sign. I mean, hopefully this will be a situation that's kind of similar to what went down to with DeMar Hamlin, you know, a terrible, freak, scary injury that happened. But DeMar's back on the field. There's no residual effects. He's back full speed and doing great. Um, you got to think that's probably what's going to happen here with Bronny. Um, I'm smiling because this is a story that I never thought that we would be covering here on TMZ Sports. But, yeah, that man right there, Bill Belichick, is apparently a Swifty, Mojo. Y yeah, oh. yeah, <laughs> like as in Taylor Swift. It's not like some weird, strange football term. No, this guy is actually a Taylor Swift fan. Mojo, uh, Bill went on the uh, Greg Hill Show on WEEI in Boston and yeah, the uh, the old Taylor Swift show from uh, from May back at Gillette Stadium came up. Bill Belichick. I don't know why, but he was there, and the guy actually enjoyed himself. Take a listen. Go to any other concerts leading up to it this summer? Um, yeah, saw a little bit of Taylor. Did you enjoy it? Did you get rained out? Were you at that show? That was pretty impressive. Yeah, she, yeah. killed it. She's tough, man. She just stood out there and <laughs> played right through it. Do you consider yourself to officially be a Swifty? Officially? I don't know about that, but I don't know what I mean, officially like is. I'm definitely on the, you got to calm down. <laughs> okay, he's a Swifty. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Like, that's you got to calm down. That's, <laughs> One of our best. That's, um, um, there's a lot of times when that's very appropriate. Yes. <laughs> Just got to calm down. <laughs> So that, of course, is one of Taylor Swift's songs, and we know uh, we know which one is his favorite. Bill Belichick is kind of coming out of his shell, right? I feel like in recent years we're just seeing a little more out of Bill Belichick. Yep. I actually went to a wedding last year where Bill was there, and I think I even saw him hit a quarter of a dance move at one point. <laughs> just, not a whole one, just not even a half a one, just a little little quarter. I, I think I would have just spent my whole night watching him, Mojo. I'm just fascinated by the man. I, I actually did. I actually stopped <laughs> dancing for once, which is difficult for me, and just observed Bill. I was just waiting, waiting for him to get hyped up just a little bit, and I got my quarter move. But, hey, now that we got this new Bill Belichick, who is a certified Party rocker, I guess. <laughs> I'm still surprised that he's going to Taylor Swift concerts. I mean, 
I talk about like dipping your toes in the creek and feeling your way in. I mean, he cannonballed right into uh, becoming a Swifty, whether he wants to admit it or yeah. not. I really didn't see this coming. But I will say a man who has surrounded himself with the top professional athletes in the world can appreciate a lot of things. And what he has to be able to appreciate is the spectacle, the energy, the time, the amount of calories burned that Taylor puts into every single performance, not just a concert. These things are marathons. They're festivals that go on forever. So Bill, as an athlete's coach, has to at least appreciate that side of it. You're going to love what we have uh, planned for tomorrow, Mojo. Adam Cole, this guy is one of the absolute, as you know, one of the biggest uh, pro wrestling superstars in the world. He's got not one, but two gigantic title matches coming up, Mojo, at AEW All In, going down uh, across the pond at Wembley, Mojo. Tag Team Championship and then the Heavyweight Championship. This all for a guy who had a head injury and was unsure whether or not he would ever wrestle again. We're going to get into all of that tomorrow with the man himself, Adam Cole Mojo, and that should be pretty you kidding me? Adam Cole talking about the biggest night in his career, which is saying a lot with how much gold that man is carrying. That will absolutely make tomorrow the best show since today.